We are live here at Planeta Patineta, year 2023. February 2023. Shit, already February. That's crazy. So we have a really, really special guest today. Southside Chai here in the studio. Um, I want to... I want you to give your own introduction, but I also want our listeners to know how it is that I met you or like know about you. So I started seeing you around in my local years mm-hmm. ago when I was just like skating a little bit, but not going hard, like not going crazy. And then I came across like your events mm-hmm. and I thought it was so impactful that you were doing this from like a community lens or like it just came across to me that this is something that you wanted to do to bring people together and not like there's not a lot of people that are doing that in the south side um and you know like we were talking about earlier you run the show this is your show and not everybody can be disciplined and put in that work and it's oh, because yeah. you're really passionate and you have set goals for yourself but just to um kind of introduce yourself tell our audience who you are who you are on ig um and like, yeah, why why you're on the show? Um, what what brings you in? Like, tell us a little bit about your skate story to start. Mm-hmm. So it's all yours. So me, I'm uh, my name is uh, Gerardo Arroyo Carrillo. I'm from Mexicali, Baja California, right by Tijuana. A crazy place, you know, to kind of grow up, but it's also beauties in its own. Um, I lived there, you know, till I was six years old, and then from there we moved, you know. As immigrants to Reno, Nevada, we drove, they dropped us off, and we met up with uh, some uncles, you know, unos tios, and we reunited, they brought us in, and when I was young, I was, like, literally seeing this as, like, it's just, I don't know, it's, like, just, like, a movie, you know, like, it's, like, oh, it's just another scene to this, because, you know, when you're in that situation when your mom's, like, just trying to, like, find a way to, like, come across, to go to the U.S., and just do different things to kind of just take us to another path. And I was seeing that, like, not something, you know, usual. Like, maybe, like, my hometown friends were, like, you know, they waking up the next day going to school. But me, I'm waking up the next day going to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's a crazy experience because it's, like, what's going on? But you see it as, like, okay, like, we're going somewhere, you know. And mm-hmm. next thing I know, we're driving from... How, the, how old were you? I was six years old. Okay. Yeah, I was six years old. I think five. Yeah, and at that age, you still remember. Yeah, you remember. Oh yeah, yeah. and I was. I've always been an analyze, like analyzing person, so I feel like that's the only reason I can also remember a lot. And just from like that experience being something that really wakes you up because it's like you're in survival mode. You like your mom tells you, hey, like we are in this situation, so and so from whatever she told me, it like just snapped and like it woke me up. You know, so like you're not like in the in a in a childish way of acting. Like you're like, okay, I I'm si- I'm seated in the vehicle. This is my job. I gotta stay my ass here, right here. You know, quieto, right here. Mm-hmm. And it was um my brother, me, and my sister, and then it was my mom, and one of her friends who his name was Chava. Uh, he dropped us off. He was in the military. You know, and this guy was. Like, he would say he was crazy, because he's like, oh, I'm ready to die. I'll do anything for you guys. Like, la, la. And he's like, anybody wants to approach me, man, forget about them. Like, they can, they can come, you know, I'm ready. 
So we had kind of like a, a guy with that type of mindset mm. that he was just willing to do anything for us. Uh, take us to the U.S. We got dropped off with our uncle. We stayed in their house. And my mom was really an independent person. So she didn't really want to depend on staying with my uncle for, you know, years. So she managed to let like, just, you know, the way she started up with everything. Um, she, of course, you know, with her growing up, she raised a... Uh, in a way, she raised uh, her brothers because my grandma was, you know, here and there, whatever. But my mom, I think she has like eight, eight siblings, and she would she would take care of them like from mm-hmm. the moment she could remember. So she's always been independent, and of course, her cooking is always good. Yes. So the tamales, like that's how she started. She started making tamales, and she would sell them, and she would make champurrado, and we were literally. From taking the trip back to Reno, like, just really trying to put all this map of, you know, like, where I would go here, here, now. Yeah. I could really, like, being a grown person, I can, like, you know, I don't put things together. Like, oh, I used to go here. Oh, I, I went there. Yeah. You know? And we would go to places like apartments and different, like, gated areas and other communities to sell the tamales. Mm-hmm. We would go here and there and just to sell. And, like, a veces, like, my mom would just be like, hey, like, go because there was a parque, you know, like mm-hmm. a park to play. And we kind of just, in that way of just, you know, playing, you know, out and being our own. Like, we kind of also independent ourselves, you know. And we were always in survival mode, honestly. Like, because mm-hmm. my mom was just trying to hustle, make the money. And when she sold out, it's like, all right, let's go, mijos. Like, let's go back home. And the next day again. So that was like a living for us, like every day, every day. Like we didn't even know what what, what was the weekend, you know. So and so, my mom would take us out here and there, um, to McDonald's, and that was literally our favorite place to go because they had a playground. And then and we, this was all in Reno. All in Reno. Right, right, we what came, you're describing yeah. right now, yeah. So that was in Reno, Nevada. We were there, and then we just started meeting new family members, and we're like, oh, that's our cousin, and we would go here and there to like be with them and. It, it was it's a nice experience you know and like here and there while i'm just getting to know my cousins i'm like starting to realize oh like this family's big you know okay and then over the time passing by like skipping over to like what's the meaning of me being here with skating i'm at a point where i'm like 11 10 years old and um i would always hang out with one of my friends his name was ramon casillas um, Shout out to Ramon. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> he put me on, bro. Like, he got me right. You and know? how? So you were eleven. Eleven. So were you introduced skating. to skating in Reno then? Yeah. So and it's a it's an amazing, interesting story that I have told many times, and I hope I don't change it up any any moment, you know. But the way it started is like we're we're children, you know. So we're just playing, and I, I would go to school, obviously, you know. And every weekend, Friday, when Friday hit, I would call him, and I'm like, "Hey, yo, like, come pick me up." And I would stay at his house Saturday, and then waking up to, well, I would stay that same Friday, and then Saturday, and then Sunday, yeah, me venía a la casa. Mm-hmm. And then um, there'd be even days where like I'll call him, and like I'll tell him to get there, and he'll pick me up, and I'll just leave. I was like, ni le decía mi mamá, but she knew I was going to his house. But había unos días que like. No le decía a mi mamá, uh-huh. you know, like, I'd be like, right, bye, you know, like, I wouldn't <laughs> even pack clothes, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm gone, I'm, I'm doing me, yeah. you know, 
he, when we would go hang out and I would just stay over his house, uh, we would play like with the wrestlers. We were at a phase of just playing with toys like, and he had the G.I. Joe's mm-hmm. and he had like new additions every weekend I went and I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And cada dia like, you know, we were just playing whatever. And then it got to a point where he took a, he just one day told me, hey, like, uh, I'm not going to be able to pick you up this, this weekend that's coming up because I'm going to go to Mexico. At that age, like, I don't even, I didn't even know my weekdays. Like, I was just innocent to a point where, like, I didn't know how to keep track of certain things, you know? I didn't even know how to, like, tell time. But it's just because I feel like growing up, I don't know, I just also didn't have, like, someone to always guide me, you know? I was just always on my own, in a way. And um, so it's like, when I, but when I learned something, like, I learned it, like, oh, I need to learn it for real, for real, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but, like, um... I would go to school, you know, and then every time when I was in school, uh, I would just be drawing. I would just be drawing, and I would be, like, on my desk, like, just with my fingers, like, like this. And, like, I'm a nine-year-old, you know, like, just... And I remember there was a time where I was, like, literally like this, like, just playing. And, and then something in my head is, like, I just want you to remember you're in school. I would be, like... And I'm, like, looking up. And, like, just how you're looking at me, there's the girl looking at me, and I'm like, oh, my God. What am I doing? <laughs> like, I forgot I was at my at school. Like, I, I sometimes would just be, like, snapping. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm on my own world. Like, forget everything. Like, my teacher would be like, hey, like, Lalo, like, pay attention. Like, yeah, like, pay attention to myself. Like, I'm going to do me, you know? Like, and a veces me separaban de la mm. clase. Like, they were always, it was, like, a thing. Like, and there was, like, years where, like, I would literally perspiration. oh. Purposely, like, try to get in trouble so they could separate me. Because then I would kind of... That was in a way of, like... I don't know how my mindset was just, like, always wanting to be independent. But it's like if I had a plan. Like, every year, like, I'm going to do this so they can separate me. Because then that just gives me more <laughs> access to freedom. You know? And then I would just be you in were my... like, two steps ahead. Yeah, like, like, so the class is right you. here. And I'm just right here in the wall. I could have colored. I could have done whatever. And, like, you know, this is, like, I would pay attention. But from what I remember, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think I would ever pay attention, like, in school. Like, like, like you know how there's kids, like, just mm-hmm. listening hard as hell. Like, like me van a dar putazos y llego a la casa y no, no. Like, they tell me, all right, what did you learn today? Like, shit, just to get in line. Like, no, that wasn't enough. That's not enough. Like, tell me right now. I'm going to be your ass, you know. But, like, yeah. me, I would just be like, nah, like, I got to do something. And I don't know if it was, like, ADHD or whatever, but, I mean, I don't know. I was just always drawing. And then we would do the, uh, like, timetables, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we would have the sheet, and you have to... There was always, like, graphics. Like, I would draw all around. Everything that was white, I need a color. I need mm-hmm. to draw over it. You know, when we would... Uh, yeah, just every problem sheet that I would just draw over it. And I would flip it, and I would just see blank space, boom, like, more. Yeah, veces there would be times where my teacher, like, let's say I got an F. Let's say I got a D. But then she would be, like, plus points because of your creativity. So I'm like, oh, yeah. like Those know. are the good points. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones I want, you know. And I remember that when I was in, from what I'm talking, it, it's the year when I was in fourth grade. And I had a teacher called Ms. Morris. Y pues, ella, like, she was really nice, you know? That's why I remember her. And I remember there was a time where, like, a girl was, like, 
you know, you're not going to graduate. Like, you're not going to go to the next year. You know why? Because you're stupid. She because told you, you that? Yeah, she told me that. And I was like, I was like, all right. I got all up. All right. I got up. And I was like, even Morris. She said this. <laughs> what the? What did you say? You know? And then. She got your back. Miss Morris got your yeah, back. Yeah. And, and then I did that again because it was so cool because in Reno, they had this thing where there was this one time out of the year that the teachers... After school, there was a certain amount of time. It was like a, a little event for them. They would go to a, a local McDonald's and they would just be like working. Mm. And if you went like on that day to support them just being stabbed, I don't know if they were like fundraising or something, but if you went like and were present there, they would give you like points for your grade. So I mm. remember I went and then the same thing, the girl. I was like, well, you think just because you went, you're going to get the points? And I went to my teacher. Because I would like, I would like depend on her, like, hey, like, I need, I need answers, you know? And I'll be like, hey, like this girl said, because I didn't go, you're gonna, you're not gonna give me the points, you know. And she's like, oh yeah. And I, remember, her name was Diana. She's like, Diana. I hope you didn't tell her. And and then one other thing she did is like, I remember she called my name, the teacher. She was like, hey, come over here. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, she just like slides something. And I look at it. And it was, it was an alien workshop tech deck. I was like. Man, this, this is my second mom, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Like, And I was just playing with it. I was like, in class. And in school, I, was, I don't know. I was just always in my own world. You know, I was just always drawing. I was always there. I mean, yeah, here and there, I mean, I would pay attention. But I just couldn't stay like, not like, like oh, I need to do something, mm-hmm. you know? But like, I would be like, nah, I'm going to do this. Like, just like chill, but like, I'm going to do this. And then... That from going back to the Mexico when my, my friend was like, went to Mexico, I couldn't keep track of the week or days. Like, so it just felt like, okay, it's been an amount, a good amount that he's been gone. I'm gonna call him. Y yo tenía su número, Salvado, like written mm-hmm. under like, I don't know, I think it was a, a countertop. Mm-hmm. And like me being young, like I wasn't really in my head of, oh, there's a phone number. Like, no, like the way I saw it, I saw it as a code. Mm-hmm. Like those are the digits that I type into this phone number, and I am able to communicate with him. Mm-hmm. So I would put those digits, and like that was like my like my code, you know, like yeah. oh, I use this code to like access communication to get the fuck out of here and go, you know, have fun, you know. And it was I, your gateway. Yeah, yeah. I would call him, and I'm like, hey, like, logo. Yeah, when I I call him, I was like, they said, oh yeah, we'll pick you up. We'll be there in a bit. And tell my mom, hey, I'm gonna go with Ramon, and she's like, oh, that's fine. There's days where she was like, no, I don't want you to go. But I was like, no, I'm going to go. Like, like, I need to go. Like, because we were going to play and we had to finish. <laughs> like, because, you know, when we were playing, we would play as, like, episodes. Like, on this day, on this weekend, this happened with the soldiers and this and that. And on the next weekend, it was just, you know. Yeah, we were, like a we continuous were, yeah. story. And I was like, no, mom, because the soldiers, like, obviously in my head, I'm like, no, it's because the, the evil guy is coming back. Like, we have to finish that scene, you know. But that's just in my head, like, no, yeah. I have to go because I have to, I have to, you know, like, I have to go. You yeah. Know, I just have to go. I have to play. And know? I think that's reflective of, like, the projects that you have going on right now mm-hmm. and how you run everything. And, like, nobody, like, nobody asks you to, you know, organize these things. You're doing this because you want to. Like, this yeah. is your goal. But I want to shift over to, so you were in Reno. And then what caused you to move to Chicago? Oh, how was that? My sister and how old were you? Was uh obviously like years older than me. Obviously, me and my brother. Me and my brother are just uh he's older than me by one year. I think my sister. 
I'm sorry if I don't know exact, but um, I think she's older by four or five years. And she had it hooked up. She's probably going to say, like, oh, you better not be putting on personal <laughs> information with her now. But I, she just moved, you know. She yeah. wanted to move with her uh, boyfriend to Chicago. And my mom, you know, she's like, no, like, I need to go with you. She didn't mm-hmm. move on the same day, but my mom, like, my sister is up bien aventada también. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, I'm gone. Like, I see opportunities. We want to go. Boom, she left. And she was about it. And, like, that's where I, I get a lot of inspiration from her. Like, yeah. just the way she, like works and does business and just the way she just like right now she's in mexico like because she's like ella ordena toros and she's about like just really seeing what she's buying so sabiendo she went to mexico like not to go have fun but i mean maybe obviously being there okay like voy a aprovechar yeah she has like a purpose she has a reason there yeah. yeah so she went to chicago and then i remember there was a time where i was playing a tony hawk game and there was a chicago map and I called, I was like, hey, Selena, and like, <laughs> do they, do the bridges open over there? Because there was a mission where you had to jump the bridges. Yeah. And it was so cool. And she's like, she's like, I don't think so. Man, this game lied to me, you know? <laughs> but then I go like, like, she confirmed like, oh yeah, the bridges do open. She's like, how do you know that? She's like, because my video games tell me that. Like the games, like Tony, and that's why I love Tony Hawk games because like they really che- they I think they teach they have taught us a lot like mm. a lot like that was pretty much our like articles our YouTube like for me you know porque when I that's one thing we would also before he got into skateboarding my friend we would play video games too you know yeah we we'll play like Star Wars and he had this Tony Hawk game and I guess that he, he maybe he was already a step ahead you know before like oh I want to get into skating but he just never told me mm-hmm. you know. And when a video would come up after you compete a certain mission, I think they show you clips. Mm-hmm. And we would see, like, people actually doing that, you know. But going back to, like, that reason my, why we went to Chicago is because then my mom wanted to kind of trace after her. And the reason I'm not getting into that because it's a long, it's a crazy yeah. long story from when we went to Chicago. But we went to Chicago, right, because we wanted to be with her. But then going back to, like, my friend uh, when I would go to his house. So he comes back from Mexico. And I get to his house, I just get dropped off, I, I knock, you know, because I, I have always had manners, I knock, and I'm like, just going to open the door, like, you know, I, I would knock, and I would literally be waiting, like, this door ain't opening, but I would just like, knock, and, and then they open, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm here, and like, okay, you know what you got to do, I would go in his room, and he went from dressing like a Cali boy to like a skater boy, you know, and I just like, like look at him from like, so from one day to another yeah you just I look saw at the him flip like if i'm like looking at a whole like superman suit you know i'm like knee shoes swaggy baggy jeans big shirt and justin bieber hair but like <laughs> his hair was uh brown yeah cafecito uh-huh but like not all like no uh-huh. you know like montanao. but he had it to the side like you know comodado. and i was like I want to do that. Like, I want to be you. Like, how can you change like that, bro? Like, yeah. Like, that's weird. Like, are you remote? And he's like, and I was like, <laughs> you, yes. Is that you? you know? Is that you? And I was like, bro, like, you skate now? And you it's, skate it's now? just like anybody, like, when you get a haircut, like, oh, yeah. you put your hair? Like, no, duh. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, you skate? He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he said it like he's been skating for, like, years. He's like, yeah. You know, like, that's that. Like, the way he spoke, he was yeah. different. Yeah. And just the confidence of him saying that, I was like, man, 
Skating does come with the package, like, oh, you, you switch clothes, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way your hair. Mm-hmm. And then the, the one thing that sold it to me is, you know, there's parents that would be like, oh, don't run in the house. Oh, don't kick the ball around. Motherfucker, he popped a big ollie, like carpet like this. He popped a big ollie, being my first time ever seeing a board come from the ground, so I don't know how high, but but I mean, like, uh-huh. se miro, like, high. And he popped the ollie and just stomped it on the ground. I'm talking about, like, you know, made the whole house shake as I got what experience it, you know? And I'm like, wow, like, this guy's cool. Yeah. Like, like he's not the Ramon I know. He's someone else. Like, he's a bad boy. But cool, <laughs> like, cool. And I was yeah. like, and then he's like, yeah, and I have an extra skateboard for my cousin, but since I, you come all the time, you can use it. And I was like, yeah. And if he didn't have that skateboard, I'd probably just be, like, looking at him. But... He had that skateboard, and then we're, that's how I got into skating, you know? Mm-hmm. I would go then every weekend to go, you know, hang out with him. And the one thing that really pressured me to, like, just learn is that he was, in a way, strict, like, because just the way he was as a person. Um, it's not like he was, uh, like, patience like me, you know? Like, the way I, w- I am with other people. But it was good because then we would go skate around the neighborhood, and he would be skating fast and I would just be like still trying to learn how to push mm-hmm. and he's like hey bro like if you're not gonna like I'm gonna leave like I'm gonna just go like if you gotta hurry up and I was like okay and I was just learning how to skate and then there'll be times where I was like no he's gonna cut that corner and if I barely get there and he, he already cut that corner and I get to the corner he's gonna be gone so that was like my motivation like mm-hmm. no I gotta learn how to skate fast mm-hmm. like him Si no, me va a llevar. Si no, sí, like, te va a dejar. Yeah, me va a perder. Sí. Eh, oh, so you were like street skating going around mm-hmm. places. And yeah. how old were you then? I was like 11. Yeah. Okay, so you started when you were 11. So then we would, and then there's this time, and I feel like certain things were just disciplines to me, you know, because there was a time where like, as if like, let's say from back of the yards, from where, I, I mean, maybe like Bridgeport. You skating it from, you know, as how it's mapped out mm-hmm. from Bridgeport to like Little Village, like just skating. Mm-hmm. But in Reno, Nevada, that distance is just a street, uh, just a straight street, you know, okay. to a skate park. And he's like, oh, on this day, we're going to go to the skate park. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Hell yeah. But he's like, no, but we're going to go skating. And I was like, oh, like, damn, <laughs> I thought we are going to get a ride. He's like, well, I'll be because, you know, his dad wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And that day, as vivid as like, I can remember, I was just pushing, pushing yeah. from it being daylight to night. It was just night. He said, so noche, and obviously I was young, so I got I got a lot to live for. So I'm like, hey, man, we got to go because it's dangerous, and I don't want to be out here, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, bro, like we're like about to get there. And it's like as if you're in California in 26, mm-hmm. and you, that's el arco de la, la vida. Uh-huh. And it was just like we were looking at a McDonald's sign. Like, it's right there, bro. All we got to do is just get to McDonald's and make a left, and we're there. And because he was so, like, motivated to just get there and skate, that was his, like, mindset of, like, telling me, hey, like, come on, bro, we got to go. But I was like, no, bro. Like, I wanna, like I wanted to cry. I was like, no, like, dude, like, you don't get it. It's dark. Like, wolves. <laughs> and just cuckoos, you know, they come out. Yeah. You know? And I was like, no, we got to leave. And he got so mad. He's like, fine. He was just mad as hell. And we're just leaving. We And man, but that trip, just skating, like, I was so tired. I was just yeah. like, man, like, why are we doing this? Like, I was just like, what is this? Like, this is skating? Like, 
what the is this like, the skate oh, life? Yeah. yeah, is this what it's about? Yeah. And then there would be times where he'll he'll uh, motivate me with because a veces su mamá los hacía hamburguesas, chicken patties, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, if you don't land this, you're not gonna eat. And I was like, oh hell no, I gotta land it, you know. And I was, y luego mi primer truco it was Ali, right? I don't know how long, it took me forever, honestly. And when I learned it, I learned it on my own board. And this is how I got my first board. I went to go buy ice cream in my neighborhood. And where I was living, I first lived in a trailer, in a, in apartments, but the local lives movimos uh, to a trailer park. You know, it's just trailers in one street, you know? And I would live there, and there would be sometimes an ice cream passing by, and the, ch- the child, the, the kids, you know, the neighborhood, like friends. And it it was it was amazing because we would do all types of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, kick the bottle. Mm, so you, you get a two liter, uh, uh-huh. like a RC, uh-huh. empty it out. It's empty, and you put rocks in it, and then uh-huh. you just get like a, I would say like ten to twelve people a montonados uh-huh. para jugar. You shake it, you luego la avientas, you just throw it, and the one that throws it can call out anybody's name. Like oh, oh Janet, okay. go get it. You have to run. And get it as far as it, it goes, and then from it like just being thrown, it lands on the floor. It todavía like it scratches and slides. Mm-hmm. By the time you're running, you look back and everybody's gone. You know, porque se escondieron por las oh, cajas, por okay, los carros. Okay. They didn't care for the zapato. Like oh, like color shoes. Why is that you? And if it's not you, then okay, like they can like be like oh, like come out. But if it was you, you had to kind of like just be honest and like, yeah, okay, it's you. Come on. Logo while he's scattered around, looking around. Like, okay, you know, the person that's calling out the names. Puede llegar alguien to kick the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then if oh, they kick okay. it, they save everybody and it has to be it again. You know, so that's like little activities we would do. Y luego, I feel like I'm kind of getting lost. You know? Oh, it's okay. I'll ask the next question. So, I've never been to Reno. Mm-hmm. How different was Reno to Chicago? Because... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's was it, like, surrounded di- by, like, a different. desert, like, mountains? Mountains. mountains? Like, how differently was, like, the city? Like, what, did you get, like, culture shock when you moved out here to Chicago? Mm. How diverse was Reno? And, like, how was the skate culture in uh-huh. Reno versus, like, when you came into Chicago? Like So, Reno has mountains. It's more, like, nature into it. And it was racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's racist. Yeah. You know, like. Shit. Was yeah. it segregated? In in a way. Okay. It's like like okay. by class or both class and yeah, place. because like when I took the trip, like just as my knowledge, you know, being older, yeah, uh-huh. I when get there. And I'm like, wow, like there's a reason why we live there, you know, like because mm-hmm. living, you know low wage people, mm-hmm. and you know you go to other neighborhoods and like, oh, I keep even those ricos, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it makes sense. Like I just thought we live here because we live yeah. here, you know, and now here like it's like Chicago, like you live in the south side. Or, I mean, if you have, like, the benefit of, like, affording a place, and you might live in a good place, but still, mm-hmm. like, we are segregated in different ways, you know? But Reno is only different in, like, the fact that it just has nature and hockey. Mm-hmm. You got factories and this and that. Yeah. What I loved about over there, um, it was just really open. And Ayaseyama, the biggest little city in the world, because mm. it's really tiny. And then there's this street that goes all around it. I don't know what's the co- the name of the street, but it's with a C. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it like it surrounds all Reno. And how was the skate culture growing up there versus um, when you moved to Chicago? Sh- yeah, tell us about that and then talk about 
what year do you move to Chicago and like how the skate community sort of accepted you here? So from where I got lost, like going back okay. with the ice cream, um, I went to go buy ice cream. Okay. I'm going to go back to your question. Yeah. But I, I'm a, I went to go buy ice cream and I was so without like, these kids are getting ice cream. I'm not. I'm only going to get that one cone. And they're like with their parents, you know, I'm looking at them like, man, they got it like that. My kids are like, oh, I want this one, the $5 one. I want this one. And I, all I had is just that one. Like, I can't even look this way. You know, I'm not getting the sandwich or the extra cream, whatever. And I was, like, just sad. And I looked down, and I see a big $20 bill. And then I just remember hearing my, my homie's voice. All you need is $30 to buy a board. And I was, like, looking at the $20, and I stepped on it, and I grabbed it, and I just run home. I run home. I'm like, Mom, take me to Toys R Us right now. Like, right now. Like and I bought my board. Yeah. I thought I you know purchased. I'm sure it was taxes. I'm sure it was a little above, but she probably paid it out. And I got like in a way bullied because they were called fake boards, you know, like they're mm. not like the like they. Yeah, they're, they're like boards. your Walmart board, no. or your Target board. I would try to skate with like some local skaters, but como like you were saying, how was the scene? I mean, back then it was like the phase of emo. You know, yeah. and the face big of, chunky shoes, like mm-hmm. bag pants, and the purple, and because like you know, like I love boobies. You know the the brand, like those colors, they're just matching. Just, it was a thing, you know, matching. So like, mm-hmm. purple this, but then I be on the niños, like they would just be so like rude, and I would just try to like be a part of it because I was like, oh, they skateboard, and I would literally just walk to them, and I would yeah. just like stand next to them, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why why are you here? And that's what really made me think twice about like, do I even want to skate? Like, they mm-hmm. don't even like, they're not even cool. They're not approachable. Yeah. They're yeah. Just hostile. So, uh, just like, and then there was like one kid that was like, nah, like I know him, bro. Like let him yeah. be. Cause I be on the other, I was like literally like, I had a lollipop, and some dude's like, hey man, go suck that shit somewhere else. And I was like, holy shit! Like I wanted to cry. I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was just holding it. I was like, damn, bro, these motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell Ramon. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna tell my homie. I'm gonna tell my homie, so he can tell me what to do. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah feedback. And then it was just. Did that like prevent you from skating? Did that ever affect you and like your skate goals? It was weird because there's never a time where I told myself like I'm gonna stop, stop. But I was like, I was like, going with the idea like they were like, oh, you can't even do a trick, and like that's when I was like, you know what, I need to learn how to ollie. Like yeah, I need right to now. prove them wrong. Yeah, and even when I learned it, I uh, I probably didn't even like go to like approach them or whatever. But I was just on my own, mm-hmm. and I remember I had also approached them with my board, and like they just made fun of my graphic, so I scratched it all off. And like I would see their skippers like, oh look, it's just wood. So I made my board look all like wood. You know, I just scratched everything, mm-hmm. all the paper. Like I don't know how long it took me, but I just made sure that I took it off. And then I, I remember one time we went to Zoomies and then I just put a DC sticker and like it just looked different, you know. Mm-hmm. And that just inspired me. I was like, oh, my board looks cool now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just kept skating. And but it was tough because I don't know. Se pasaban de verga, you know. Like maybe August. Se pasaban de verga. Like I'm a niño, like I'm a kid, yeah. like chill, you know, no heart. But the scene, you know, as how it is now, it's really like I like it, you know. I get there and and it takes me back to the old days, you know. Like, out here in Chicago, I feel like a lot of people are just too hype and hypey, you know. Like, I don't want to be dissing on nobody, but I just, like, they, I feel like sometimes people worry too much about how they looked and how they skate, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Me? Nah. <laughs> me? <That's laughs> nah, me. but it's just <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes, you know, people get into skating and and they just do it to, I don't know. I don't want to be that person that just, like, tries yeah. to act as if I know. But it's just, I, when I go out there, like, you don't see anybody trying to, like, be on some, like, you know how they make the edits, like, yeah. all, like with the music and they worry too much about yeah. how it looks instead of just skating you right know, like going hard like actually trying to get a trick like no like i want to just film this and i'm good you know like no i'm gonna fucking get this and i'm gonna get that and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that you know and that's yeah. what's different like it's diff. it's what skateboarding does and what it means to each person is different like some people mm-hmm. it's about the experience and like the adrenaline rush but yeah for some people it's like oh, I'm going to look good on this clip and, like, this song is going to be good and, like, yeah. yeah. So when you, what year did you move out to Chicago then? And how old were you? I was, uh, I think I was uh, 12 or 13. Okay. And the way we came over here, we drove in an RV. And we were still immigrants, you know, so me, I'm just having an adventure, right? But my mom's probably, like, a little paranoid. My, my stepdad's a little worried as well. And my mom had met my stepdad, um, and then they had their, my sister when I was like 12, 11, around there, which I was happy, you know. And he drove, he like, he, he's he's still with us, obviously. Um, and we drove in an RV, we're on our way, and it was a cool experience because we're just seeing mountains, we're seeing all types of things. And it's just the way I would see it is like I never really thought like what we were doing, you know, mm-hmm. like until like when I got older and my mom just told me, oh, this is the reason why this happened. This is the reason why this, this is like that. But I was just like, oh, look, brother, we're going on an adventure, you know. Yeah. And we're just going. And there's two, there's three things that happened to us where this is why I believe in God, you know. On your trip to ch- Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happened, to Chicago. So the first time... This is why you believe in God? Oh, my God. This is a I believe in God story? Okay. Yeah, like, oh, he's religious? <laughs> oh, he's religious. Not in a spiritual way, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's hard when it comes to that, you know? I know a lot of people kind of, like, try to neglect that, but, I mean, I have my reasons, you yeah. know, for, like, the way my life is. Like, I feel like there's times where, like, things could have happened in many ways and it just happened this way where you're like, okay, who's protecting me? Yeah. Like, like, what it higher can't power? Be my ancestors, no, like my ancestors, like back then, uh, they bogus. Like, they bogus. <laughs> like, okay, so tell us a story. What happened? So, the, the first time we had a something happen was we took the wrong route. So, there's like two lanes, you know, one that goes this way, one that goes that way. You know, when you're like going to Fargo. And at that time, did y'all have a GPS? Nope. Map. I don't even think so. It was, I dude, it was yeah. We would drive. So, we would, my family, we would all, it was four of us, and my mom and dad, we would drive out to Mexico, like my dad would drive, and he would buy those maps, and we and would they, just go you know off how those they maps. Would go by it, and which is something I want to learn, because you know, you just never know, what mm-hmm. if one day, like, electricity just doesn't work, they go by the signs, obviously, you know, yeah. like, oh, lo más llamamos el 90, uh-huh. you know? or el 150, like the sign, uh-huh, the blue the sign, sign like the, the red, state, yeah. The highway sign. And, um, like, as you were, like I was saying, like, as you were going to Fargo, you know how there's a, a that memorial one road. you're just, like, just is on empty? Yeah. So there's one road to go this way and one road to go that way. But we took the wrong route, so we had to, like, kind of do a U-turn. Big RV, like, you know? It's like a whole school bus, kind of, you know? So yeah. we try to, like, cut through, like, like, the middle piece, and there was a road. Like, it was enough space to go, but we got stuck. 
where it looked like it was gonna tip <gasps> over. Yeah, and Shit. I was like, I, I was just looking at everything happening, you know? Like, I had no mind of thinking of like, what we can do, this and that. Yeah. But then a cop stopped us, you know? And they're like, oh, so what happened? And, and we just kind of made up a story about like, oh, it's because there was a trailer coming in hot and we just needed to avoid it. So we mm-hmm. turned. They're like, all right. And we got it out somehow, you know? And then we left. And we just were, I mean, I'm glad we like, left out of that situation because I mean what if they told us like oh you guys had papers oh, blah, 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 you know so it's mm-hmm. like another like paranoid feeling and then yeah. the other time there, we went to a gas station and we filled up the whole tank we I'm sure they spent like at least like 200 to them like to just like with snacks or food yeah the carts declined yeah the carts declined and we were like mid making sopas and stuff and like, yeah I'm like damn I'm like I was just looking at my mom, like, like kind of like, no, 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 like, you know, trying to, like, figure a way, you know, and I, I don't know, I was just there, and, but from the story being told, all I, like, from what I can just remember, well, the story being told now is, like, okay, understanding what happened, the, the cars declined, but from what I, my perspective, all I remember is me being by a counter where, like, you know, when you make your coffees, mm-hmm. the, the register where my mom is and my stepdad, and then something just... Like, just told me to look at the door. Like, not like, oh, look at the door. But, like, you look at the door. And I see two white ladies, like, jovencitas, you know? Mm-hmm. They come in, and they're like, we'll pay for everything. And anything else they want. Like, let them get whatever they want. We'll pay for it. What state was this at wearing your road trip? I don't even Question know. Mark. But it would the probably gloves. be, like, in between, obviously, Reno and, and Chicago. No, duh. But it's, like... That in between? Yeah, in yeah. between. Okay. Who knows? Like... We were in so different places. Like, yeah. And yeah, how long they, was that trip? Do you remember? Was it like three days? It should have been from here to Mexico. It's like, like three days. Yeah, it should have been. But with all the things that was happening, it was like a week and something. Shit. Yeah. ¿Y se dormían? En la troca, like yeah. The RV. We had to and do we, that. And we were we were freak my stuff oh, out. Oh yeah, because it was an RV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, nice, nice. We, that's we, what one benefit. There's like the bed on top of the the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So that's where my me and my brother would sleep. And there's windows right that are open. Yeah. And we. I feel like we were scared my stepdad because, you know, we're, like, just innocent. And we're, like, sticking out our heads to the window. And we're, like, going like this to all the trailers. Uh-huh. Like, my brother's like, you know, you know, if you do this, they they beep. And I was like, for real? <laughs> beep, beep. And my stepdad was like, oh, my God. What are they, what, what are they doing? Like, am yeah. I in their way? Am I in this now? <laughs> and then my mom was, she kind of knew. But she's yeah. like, no, my, my kids are having fun. But then it got to a point where, like, all right, me, I was like, y'all got to chill. Like, uh-huh. I'm getting, getting scared. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're getting scared. You guys got to chill. And then that's, like like I was saying, uh, the ladies came in. They paid for it. And they just, I don't know. I don't think it was a Ferrari. But they left in, like, a cherry red uh, Corvette. Mm-hmm. But it was like a relief. Yeah. yeah. It was a relief. And then that happened. And then another time, the third one is... uh. That we, seems so magical, the way you described it. You're like, I looked over at the doors. Yeah. And like these two girls came in. They paid for it's everything. It's just crazy. Like, I just like, verbally hear their words. Like, oh, like, yeah, we'll pay for everything. And I was like... What? I was like, I Did I just hear anything? that? Yeah. And it was it's just amazing, you know, like, wow. And then the third time, uh, I think a tire just popped, and we were just stranded, pretty much. And to the point where, like, we were only able to make it to a, a, another state, mm-hmm. and we were, like, literally going to settle down there because with all the money that my parents, like, kind of just had in their pocket, obviously it was, like, hoping to have enough to just still have. But I think they had to, like, literally give all their money to, like, just buy another trailer. 
mm-hmm. you know I don't know how they made it happen you know but we were at a, like a different state for a while like for like a three four days and yeah like but every time I was like getting out of uh, places I would try to skate you know mm-hmm. y me acuerdo que antes... it's like a little your introduction to like a skate trip Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a little skate road trip. Yeah, that's cool. and it was dope. You know, something like, oh, like I did this when I was that age. Yeah. And before we even left Chicago, I remember my mom had also bought us uh, our first completes, you know. And I got a, had bought a Rob Derdeck with the shark image, like when he's like with a, like a soft outfit, mm-hmm. like a shark and like purple thunder trucks and red Spitfire wheels. And I had my first complete and then my brother got a P-Rod. And I remember throughout the trip that we're going, you know, my skateboard was stuck somewhere, so I couldn't use it. So I had to sometimes tell my brother, like, hey, can I use it? And obviously, we were, like, we were young, so I was you know, like, we were mad at each other. Like, he was like, nah, you can't use it. I'm like, man, like, I want to skate. Like, I do this for a living, you know? <laughs> like, you got to let me. Like, he wouldn't even use it, but he'd be like, no, you can't use it. Or sometimes I'd be like, yeah, you could use it, you know? And then that. And then we came to Chicago, we moved into back at the yards. We lived in uh, 51st and Palana, like pretty much where I am now still, but just like in that area. Yeah. And it was trippy because like, when I got there, it's like, I remember I saw my sister, like for the first time again, I was like, oh, yeah. it's her, like we're here. Yeah. And I was so happy like to finally see her again. I was like, oh, she looked different, you know? And I just remember it got to a point where we were driving and then it got to where we were driving in the neighborhood. And I'm like, damn, all these houses look the same, you know, because we're living, mm-hmm. we're, like, this different, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing apartment, apartment, and we just get to the destination. And the first thing, I, like, when they're loading off, uh, I finally was able to get my skateboard. We loaded up the trailer. We put the trailer, like, in an empty lot. They ended up uh, towing our trailer, like, later on, and they, like, just took it. So, like, we that was, like, a kind of, like, a loss for our family. Cause like damn, like they really like took it. Like we could have sold it or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But they took it, and then the next thing I know, I'm just like I just started like I saw some kids in the neighborhood, and I remember when I put when we first pulled up, I had told my brother, oh no, I don't know why I had that mindset of like thinking like not like that, but like directly, but like he was trying to do Ollie, and I was like, oh my, I'm a, I'm a show, <laughs> like you know, cause all of a sudden like now I knew how to kickflip, you know. Mm-hmm. And but then my brother's like, nah, don't do that, but just pop out and show them, you know, that you skate, and we're skating, like, gladly that there was another kid that's skating than her, so that just, I am glad that that was, like, the way it happened, like, oh, there's a skater, so it made me think, like, oh, skating is here, too, mm-hmm. you know, so I was happy. So, at that, so when you were, when you came out to Chicago, were you mainly skating street, or you were you more just into skating park? Yeah, yeah okay. just my neighborhood. The first skate park I went to was uh, Wilson, my sister took me, uh, took us. Me and my brother, and we went to skate, and got to skate there for a while. And that was good. I was like, oh, that's cool. There's skate parks here, you know, and got to skate there, and then I was just skating my neighborhood. And look, oh, my stepdad, uh, one random day, he just uh, said, oh, look, I found these ramps, and they were just, like, big ramps, you know, and like, I was like, oh, damn, that's dope. And then that's where, like, I kind of started feeling like that support, like, oh, they like, mm-hmm. like what I'm doing. Yeah. And I would just, I remember I would, I would kick the off the, the ramps. And honestly, I don't even think I could do that. Like, it's just weird. How, like, at that age, like, when you're just so motivated to, like, just do a flip, like, you don't even know how you did it, but you do it, you know? Yeah. It's just dope. 
And so your family's really supportive of your skating and like your yeah, projects. More and now stuff. because yeah. they see like, oh, you're really dedicated. Like, yeah. You know? Antes it was just like, ah, like voy a ir a la calle. Like, I'm <laughs> a la calle. Yeah. Um, shifting over to Chalupa and like Chalupa Marca. Mm. Tell us how you got inspired to start this project because I feel like to me it's not just the shirts. It's not just, like, the house shows, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, the Instagram page. I feel like it's it encompasses everything that you've created, and it's reflective of your hard work. But what was, like, the driving force that made you decide, this is what I want to do? Yeah. Honestly, there's times where I still ask myself that, you know? Like, I'm like, why am I doing this? But the main, like, not that, like, damn, like, I'm just doing this for whatever, like... Cause, like, I don't want to lick that off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was like, I need to lick that off. <laughs> but, Nobody um, saw that. It's okay. Nobody saw that. It's all good. <laughs> Can't let it just be there. But, um, the reason I, I wanted to just do just a brand is because, one, I wanted to kind of just be able to, like, share my, my creativity and art onto something. Obviously, there has to be, like, a name that really represents, like, oh, like, this is the brand and this is behind it. Like, if it's the designs that have come out with, like, the Mocoso, the, the Angel, and certain things like that, there are, like, more to come. In Little Village, the my local behind the prison, as a lot of people know, or Little V2, that was my local. You know, when they built it, I skated there, like, almost every day possible. After high school, I would literally get out of school, skated all the way from, like, Ashland and Blue Island all the way to Little Village. Every day. Every day. Nico Mia, like, <gasps> doing back lifts and empty ass stomach, you know, my yeah. bones are clicking, you know, together. <laughs> Just go skate, you know? Yeah. And the way I would kind of feed myself is, like, I would kind of, like, feed, like, it's like we were both feeding each other, but I would feed people the idea of, like, oh, if I do this trick, you got me on a McChicken? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you. And I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to eat. So I'll do it, and I'll land it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I kind of motivated myself to just be more consistent. Because then, you know, I got into the, the idea of, oh, like, this is for you. Or this, and I, but then sometimes, like, the Pony Loco is so like, oh, this is for you, and it's not even for them, you know? Like, yeah. And then, I don't know, it's like, I, I feel like sometimes I did even lose myself while I was even skating. Because then I started hanging out with some other people, and, like, I started doing, like, some crazy stuff, honestly. Like, it was just, like, a cra- crazy experience when you're in high school. Like, you're just experiencing more things out of, like, n- n- like just being a skater. Like, you know, motherfuckers doing drugs, you know, this and that. And at a point when I was, uh, in, like, graduating eighth grade and then to high school, uh, I would obviously smoke weed. And I'm not ashamed, I- I'll be honest, you know. And when I would do that... And I would skate, like, I was so into my skating, and I felt like I was more consistent. But then it got to a point where, like, you know what, like, I don't want to depend on this no more. You know, like, I want to be able to get to the park and hope mm-hmm. that I could even think about stretching, because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then just be able to, con- like, be able to control everything I do. Now, like, oh, I'm, I need to get high to even get on that level again. Mm-hmm. So, like, me, I don't even, I don't do nothing. Uh, like, I don't smoke no more, because I just want to, like, have it all, like, mentally in my head mm-hmm. like you know and but when I would like it was I feel like that really like I don't know it's like it, like I don't know 
it like held me back, you know. So I, that's why I like I feel like doing drugs for certain reasons. It could be good, but like I don't know, like for the reason and where I'm headed, I, I think I felt on myself. Like I think like I let myself down, and like and what I represent, you know, mm. because it was just I don't know. It was the time being of just hanging out with this group of people that were like. It's not that they influenced me because I'm still like, like in a way I'm like growing up into an adult where I, I take my decisions. But también por la razón que like, oh, we're going to do this, oh, we're going to do that. I would di diverse myself to that stuff instead of skating, you know. And I started seeing the images in my head like, not like, oh, I'm going crazy, but like just like these scenarios like, oh, if I keep doing that, I'm going to be there and not here. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to stop doing that. And the moment I did... I lost those friends, mm -hmm. you know, and that was a good feeling because I'm like, you know what? Now they don't even got, they don't even approach me like, oh, what's up? And that's kind of good because then I'm more focused into the fact that I'm a skate and I don't even have to pay them respect. Like, oh, what's up? How you doing? Like, tu vienes a mi, like, if you want to say what's up. Because there has been a time where I've approached people like, oh, what's up? And they just like, oh, what up? But then that's why, like, it got to the point where, like, you know what? Like, I need to ASAP do something where I can bring everybody together. Like, see, is the homie that, like, got into drugs and he's faded and he's just kind of getting lost. Like, I need to do something with the name or something that just brings everybody to feel like, oh, that's, like, something that represents me. Like, let me get my shit together. Mm -hmm. And Chalupa is, like, a word that we would all just be like, oh, what up, Chalupa? So that's why I'm like, you know what, like, as how it can sound to whoever, like, to some people, like, you know, when you, you start a clothing brand, They'll have a definition or uh, like a word like culture or something. And you read it and you're like, oh, that's cool. I'll buy your shit. Like, even if it's bougie or whatever, just because it's his culture or something, like a word that can connect with you, they'll buy it. That's why it's kind of difficult when it comes to just growing this brand because it's like nobody really connects with the word Chalupa. They're like, Chalupa? Like, Taco Bell? Okay. Like, you know. Like, what are you trying to do? Advertise mm -hmm. food? You know? And, but that, that whole meaning of Chalupa was just like, it really changed the vibe. Like, one of my homies um, named David Zapata, I remember one random day, he just called me that. He's like, man, you're Chalupa. And he he has like probably a whole, bag, a whole bag full of funny words. But like when I heard that one, I was like, it really connected with me. I was, like not like what I am, but like it just like if it was like, who says that? Like who mm -hmm. even says that? Like where you get that word from? And I just started calling everybody that Chalupa. And then every time they would see me up, come to this camp I'm like oh what up Chalupa and we'll just call each other Chalupa and it's just like a weird way of how it just all started but then I was like you know what I downloaded the app Adobe and I was like just trying to practice my my graphic skills you know and the first thing I did was just scribble the logo as it is right now like mm -hmm. um this one right here yep the one that's on the Valentine's Day I shirt I scribbled too, yeah. it yeah I scribbled it as like sloppy as what it is but it really looked like that and something just told me like that looks pretty cool. So I, I like fixed it up and as, uh, where's my phone? Okay, like a phone. Mm -hmm. I, I do all my logos on my phone mm -hmm. and with my finger. Like this is my pen pretty much. I just zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. The, my fingers is to undo. So I would just mm -hmm. depend on doing this. If I messed up, undo. Yeah. For hours, hours and hours and hours. I ever thought about something, I would do it. You know, I would just... Even at my work, like, I'll be like, no, I'm going to just go to the bathroom and kind of just finish it up. <laughs> like, literally, I'll be, like, working for Amazon, and I'll pull over literally just to finish it off. Like, certain logos. Like, I've done, like, I just literally did a, a Sour Patch Kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw And this. I did that with my fingers. Like, literally. 
Like yeah. I just like I need I need to see it through. I need to envision like I want to see it in reality. Yeah. So that's like why I like kind of just like I have a lot of logos that like can go on shirts, but I want to do them screen printed. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like money. You need yeah. money, man. Like. So what came first, the house shows and then the brand, or mm-hmm. did they all kind of start at the same time? Okay, so the idea of the house shows was just to kind of get people to come and like understand the name. Because nobody else was going to tell me, hey, you should do this to uh, branch out. Because a lot of people, like, from what I remember, when I dropped my first shirts, like I like the logo and I came up with like the file. I sent it to somebody. They charged me, um, I think, pretty, pretty not, not too expensive, but pretty like... Like I mean, at the end of the day, you're still putting money into someone else's pocket. Yeah. You know? Who did you go modest, modest merch? No, but he's a really good yeah, person. Really, shout like out to Galati. Yeah. Modest merch. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I went to some people from uh, like it was mas para la, like seventy something in Western. Okay. And I have to like at the end of the day, I still had to drive over there. Yeah, it's a lot. Know? And but they made my first shirts, and when I advertised them, like they sold out pretty quick. So that's when I'm like, all right, like people really like, I guess, you know, dig it. Yeah. Then um, that's where I like was, I feel like I was going a little crazy because I was like, nah, I need to do something else. Like right now, like ASAP. And then I was like kind of just thinking of a new design. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else I did. And I was at a point where I was being consistent because then I had done the the angel and then I did the Halloween, the Betty Boo. Yeah. And then I did the rose, the big C in the back and the rose. So question how long, like how how many years do you have with the brand? I think it's gonna be three so or it's already three yeah, years right? this year. Okay. Because I think I started in uh, pandemic. No, two years I think because I, it was January twenty first, two thousand twenty. Still remember? Yeah, I hope I have to. <laughs> January twenty first. Uh, and so now you heat press your shirts, no? Yeah, because my tell us my, about that. Because I'm not too familiar with that machine. Okay, so my brother, uh, he he bought it, and I I one day saw it in his house, and I was like, I was in my head like I need that. Like, yeah. And he bought it for his purposes of whatever he wanted to do, and he was like just seeing like the compassion that I had for my brand, like oh, I'm doing this, and he probably, he kind of just didn't like the idea that I was paying someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So me pasó la máquina para mí. Like, he's like, here, just hold on to it. And I'm talking about, like, if you look at the amount of numbers that I pressed down on that, it says 4,500 times I Oh, it tells it you? Yeah, like, okay. so I pressed that machine down 4,500. Divided by, like, you know, three. Like, that's how many shirts I've made, mm-hmm. you know? So, and the only reason I do that, it's not, like, to, like, make shirts and, like, just sell them just like that like oh like and like the reason i do it because the quality is pretty good and the way i i work like i make sure it's good like mm-hmm. if i need to press it 80 th- times mm-hmm. just on one shirt i'm gonna do it like until it's good you know but the only reason i i put a lot of time into constantly making more designs with the vinyl because i want to like i want to do screen printing you know like i want to put money into but right now it's like just starting off yeah. But the reason to keep the name out there, I put my time, like my time, like I'm talking about, I, I will literally be coming out of work and I'll put another like six hours into just making shirts. Yeah, it's, it's time consuming. Yeah, yeah. And like 
you gotta heat up the machine. Then you gotta make sure it's straight. Like yeah. You know, and then yeah, I use my fingers, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And I think this is uh, one of I don't know. If, yeah, este lo corté a mano. This one I cut it by hand. Nice. Because some for a moment I had to depend on um, borrowing a laptop from somebody to. It was either my girlfriend or my brother's uh, girlfriend. And, but I was like, no, like, I just kind of want to see how it looks. So I cut it by hand as accurate as I can. And then I pressed it because I had the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't wait, you know. And, yeah. But I did it by hand and I saw how it looked. And then I used the same sample that I did to advertise it to kind of give people the idea. Like, oh, yeah, we got them coming, you know. And that's, like, one of the reasons why, like, I do what I do because, like, I not that I want to make crazy profit, but just to keep the name going. Mm-hmm. And that's where the house parties come, you know, like just the events for people to just kind of be, feel welcome and let them understand, like, I'm not just out here trying to, like, ball out, you know, like, I want to bring you guys in and know the reason why I'm doing this, like, with with sharing food and like, make you guys understand, like, this is who I am, you know. I'm not just trying to, like, sell out, that's it, and, like, make money. Like the reason I, I even do the brand is because I want I want I am creating a platform. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm creating a platform where like people like maybe like yourself or anybody can be like, hey, like, like I mean I have a I would probably even say it's a weird addiction when you kind of have to share things, you know, just to yeah, and it's weird. But uh, I want to get to a point where like we can all literally just represent it for whatever purpose you want to, and I have no. No reason to tell anybody to be like, like I literally am sponsoring a kid that like, he's not like the crazy like Adolfo, like Adolfo's really good, or like, you know like Georgie or instead Chris Gomez. Like, I can't really send them shirts, but like I'm trying to look out for a kid that's like kind of starting off, mm-hmm. you know, to give him the idea of like maybe like an opportunity that I wanted, you know, because you never know he can he puede avanzar, he can get better, and over time while he's getting better. Like, we're just supporting him, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm it's also, really like, a mentorship opportunity for you, way. too, and to, like, guide them in, like, ways that maybe you weren't guided. Yeah. Yeah. So, what the things that stood out to me when I went to one of your events was, like, the food that mm-hmm. your mom made. Because that's so culturally specific, right? And, like, sometimes when you go to events, there are, like, things that people cater, but, like, your mom actually made this food, and it was so meaningful. Oh, yeah. And, like, you just, like, felt the love because your mom obviously put a lot of time into this. And it was just beautiful that you were, like, willing to share this with the people that showed up to your events. My first event, we had Pozole Verde. Yes. You know? Love it. And then i seen pictures that, like, you bring out an electric bull. Yeah. And then you briefly talked about, like, how you have family members that do, like, they rent, they, I don't know, they're yeah, in charge of, yeah, totals and we stuff. the service. That's we so cool. Here in Chicago? Yeah, we, we deliver them. We run them. Yeah, for like a few hours. Holy shit. Wait, talk about that. Okay. Talk about like the the bowl. Because like in Michoacan, like we, like the family and like everybody in our small town, La Rancho, like every Diciembre, like you go watch Los Toros, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a thing. So I know a lot about that, but I don't know that experience here in Chicago. Like we might pop it out for the 11th. Yeah. If it's nice, we're going to pop it out. So tell us about that, like why you made those decisions of like my mom's gonna make the food i'm gonna have the bowl like Mm -hmm. because that's all very intentional and i think that brings a lot into your events they're unique you know it's like you're going to like a mexican party Mm -hmm. you know 
And to bring skaters into that space makes you appreciate more of like our culture. Yeah. And like all the different fun things that make up our culture. It reminds them of culture, you mm-hmm. know. And sometimes I'm not even aware of what I'm doing. I'm just really giving in the idea of, oh, I don't know. It's like, like sharing the culture. I don't know how I can put it in words. But like I said, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. It's just I, I am. I give out these like ideas of, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And like some people will be like, you gotta chill on the events, you know. They've that. told you that. Yeah, and I was like, nah, bro. Like, but what, what do they mean by chill? Like, I don't know. But because one person tried to like kind of just say that's like, oh yeah, you should be careful because I mean, I would say I don't know if it's illegal. I mean, because we don't have no permit, right? Yeah. But I mean, come on, like, are you gonna like, really call like the cops and be like, hey, we motherfuckers making money? Because like, I mean, it's not like we're really making crazy money. Like that, that money still kind of goes into the food. Yeah. It goes into the lights. Like, right. The, you know, so it's just like the, the the shirts are just really like creating the cycle of like we can produce what we want you guys to vision. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's hard to like just create something because I don't want to be using my hardworking like nine to nine to five job money. Like no, like yeah. that's why I do what I do with the shirts. Like I I sell this for the reason for. Even my homie, like, well, he, he provides it uh, to buy the tapes, uh, buy um, certain equipment that we need. Mm-hmm. So he supports me, which is a uh, shout out to Bowser. Yeah, I don't know if you know who he yeah, is. Yeah, I've seen him at LV too. So, yeah, so that's the homie. He's really the one also putting the super thing. Like, he's putting mm-hmm. his part to kind of just run it for the cause. And I, I respect that because the only way people can get close to just supporting is just buying a shirt or something, yeah. you know? And aside from that, because we just been connected with just skating and filming, you know, and yeah. I've like pushed him to like get out, you know, and be, and just be active, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I love him too much, but he he says like it's cool, you know. I mean, there is a limit, you know, but mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, we gotta go film, hey, we gotta go skate, hey, we gotta do that, and that just keeps both of us in shape, mm-hmm. you know. And like from what you were saying about the mechanical bull, my sister just started. Uh, getting into like rentando brincolines, you know, and all types of things, you know, like certain activities for parties, you know, they even like ordered the robot, like the tall robot, mm-hmm. and they really like advanced with their ideas of like how they want to like just produce money to kind of, you know, just raise their kids, you know, just etc. Like, like it's not really about like, I mean, I don't know, but that's kind of like where my mom got the idea of, you know, well, like I'm gonna I'm a shoot the shot, you know, like I'm gonna order myself a bull. You know, and, and the first year when she got it, she did pretty good, you know. Ivan uh, Yamando, more than it's like, hey, we want it for this much and this and that. And, but putting it together, it is like work, you know, it's really yeah. heavy. It's really heavy, yeah. you gotta be careful. Where do you store that? Uh, in the same space. Is it? Okay, I didn't see it there. Yeah, because like in the back, yeah. And yeah. because when you went, I think we only had one. Yeah. And like now, like that's what like like most of the time I use my room as storage, mm-hmm. or we just figure it out. Um. So, are you open to like collaborations? Like, cause oh, I know that I'm not even close to the mic. No, no, no. We can hear. Yeah, okay. it's good quality. <laughs> Re- restart it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Um. Oh yeah, collaborations. What what do you have envisioned for Chalupa in twenty twenty three? Because I know a lot of people are helping you out and like you want to be a billionaire. Nah, <laughs> win the lottery. I do. Right. But yeah. how 
yeah, like, are you open to collaborations and like, Always, um, yeah. Always. And how do you see it growing? What's going to be different for Chalupa 2023? Yeah, what are your goals? Because I know I, you all maybe want to talk about the event next Saturday. Yeah, it's on yeah, right. So it's going to be our Valentine's to, to uh, display our Valentine collection, which uh, my homie uh, Oscar uh, Bowser. He's like, we don't be putting money out there. No, but, uh, <laughs> he said that? Nah. No. But, I mean, I'm, come on. I'm like, I don't know if they really want that. But he, he designed uh, the, the characters. Nice. Yeah. And the only thing I kind of had to do is just retrace it to put it on my program and cut it out with the vinyl. Because we're going to have them screen printed. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm sorry to Modest Merch. I, I, bro, I'd be hitting him up. And he even says it on his story. He's like, don't fuck around with my time. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Like, and I like people like that because like, they're right. Like, come yeah. on, like, I'll be fucking around with the time. And I'm like, I still be asking questions that I should know. You know, I'm like, hey, so if you print this much, you know, and there is a time, the first time that I work with them, I feel like a, a, like a, like a piece of poop, you know, because what? I had like so many emails. Like, we, it's like we were like chatting, you know? Yeah. And nobody yeah. wants that. Like, I want two emails. Like, I was like, not spamming them, but it's like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, like, muchos, you know, and I'm like, man, I felt bad, but I like his work, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's really professional. And I was gonna work with, I had an idea of working with him, I don't think I, I reached out to him, but I'm looking forward whenever I work with somebody, it's either him or someone that I do depend on, mm-hmm. that does good quality, because uh, I wanted to get on uh, screen printing, but I was like, you know what, like, if I can make them myself, might as well, mm-hmm. you know? I want to support you guys, but then I also, like, I'm in a budget, you know? Yeah. And if I really want this to produce, I got to do it now. Yeah. So I put my money into it uh, to make the shirts. And don't get me wrong, this is why I'd rather sometimes try to shoot my shots to screen print them, because when you print it, you know, the vinyl gets cut out. It's not like, it takes so much to peel it. Yeah, yeah. And I be in them, like, just, like, but I, so I mean. So you do that for every shirt? Everything, though. Yeah, like everything. I had to yeah. peel. I had to peel yeah. them. And there's times where I'm real like careful with my stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, there's times where like the machine doesn't really cut a certain thing. Yeah. So I had to kind of recut yeah. with the exacto knife, and I had to do that a million times. Like the, for the little girl on the Valentine's, mm-hmm. there were certain details that weren't fully cut to match. So I had to re like shape every. And those are things that. I guess consumers don't really know about independent businesses, you know? Like and it's not like we can be like, oh, I do this, I do that. Because yeah. you don't want to be that. Yeah. You want to brag about Right, you, but it is a lot of work, it. especially if you do it yourself. I'm not bad, I think my back's <laughs> really talking about this. Like, my back. My neck. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, that's a lot of, like, the technical process of the shirt making. You're getting burned? I have a burn right here. Really? The machine is like, oh, you like, burn myself. There's one time, the machine, for the first year, I didn't know I had a magnet. So you just push it down and you let go, right? And it stays oh, still okay. for 15 seconds. So for the there. first year, I was putting weights on it. I was holding it down for the 15 seconds, like, just waiting, bro. Like, I don't know. And then one day, I just pressed it down and I was like, I was like, oh, it got stuck. Okay, that's good. And the time that I had done that, uh, I wasn't really encountered with the time. And then I was just like doing something and the machine just hit me hard as hell because oh. it bounces in a way oh, okay, okay. it bounces and it has After its it little yeah yeah but it just went boom and it hit me hard as hell and that 
it's just like you know it's just little things that happen you know yeah, it's fun though so it's tell fun. us about the not it's not a gig but like how you got invited to sell your stuff at penny whistle oh so the way that started and that's a really interesting one because that's another way where i shot my shot like of I need to advertise this. Like, mm -hmm. I need to just keep advertising. Yeah. I need people to know. Yeah. You know, like, I can't depend for people to visit my web. Like, right. I don't have a website just yet, but the account. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about just doing that, it's like, um, I was able to interact with people. I was able to interact with, like, just, like, my buyers, you know, if they mm -hmm. bought my shirt. Yeah, you're but, building connections. Yeah, and the first time that I went to Penny Whistle, I remember one of my homies, he took me there once, and I like the vibe and environment all types. So I was like, ah, oh. and then I went another time, you know, and I, I, I like dancing, you know. And I went there, you know, I danced, and I was just having fun. And they kind of just remembered me for, oh, you're that dude that was doing this and that, whatever, you know. And one random day, I was just like, I'm gonna shoot my shot, I'm gonna just take, I'm gonna take my rack, I'm gonna take my shirts, and I'm gonna just post up outside, and I'm gonna do that every day, every day. Everything that I had available, and that was when also I was in, unemployed, you know. So when you also in in, in the need, like you have to figure something yeah, out. Yeah, creative like ways. Yeah. So I was uh, outside every day, and then I I started getting more like known with the people, even from the bar and there. And then one time, this guy named Marcos, which is a good friend that works there, uh, he's real familiar with the people, so he gives me the chance of uh, posting up. One random day, he was just like, hey, like, I see you out here, like, just come inside, just post your stuff. Nice. And then it got to a point where, like, I, I was really only able to go there Tuesday and Thursday. And, like, now that I have a job, I literally only go, like, Thursday. But I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on the way I sell. Like, the salesman strategy, you know, you can't just post up. Like, and that's one other thing that people don't get, like, people don't know my side when it comes to sales. Like, I'm a whole different person. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, Marlene did mention that because I had told her like, "Oh, I want to bring Jerry to the show," and she's like, "He thinks like a business person. Like sometimes I don't understand. He's so business." <laughs> so yes, I've heard that you think. Yeah, like so it's person. like I'd be just like you know just taking advantage of every like person that would come by. Like, hey, you know, and from just experience, you know, I've learned like what to say. You know, mm -hmm. like, I don't just be like telling them something boring like that to get their attention you know yeah i'll try to connect their like you know or i'll give them a compliment and get their attention you know so so there's like been times where someone like said like, like i was like man you need a new shirt and you know we got it right here yeah he's like you know what let me get one he's like how yeah. much 40. and a lot of people do question me about why i am so pricing but at the end it's like it's as if it was designer clothes but trust me i don't want to be too expensive you know that's why I am trying to like Bahale and Espresso's, but it's just difficult. I mean, and like you know the time that it takes to make each shirt. I feel mm -hmm. like whatever price that you want to price your shirts at, like it's totally valid. Like that's up to you yeah. and your work ethic, and you know how long certain things take. Yeah. You know, and people will pay forty, fifty, sixty dollars for your shirts because no, they want to support you. No, yeah, there's you many know? people that don't hesitate. Like, let me get three. I'm like, like you for real? Yeah. Like, I hear you be shocked, like, you're going to pay 30, 30, 30, I mean, 30, 60. 30, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I keep those people in mind, like, because I'm real grateful for everybody that has purchased shirt, you know. I'm grateful for everybody, you know. And there's just been, like, from being in Penny Whistle, which, shout out to them, you know. 
uh, I've been just consistent with like trying to sell and and also connect with people and like you know have interactions and conversations with them. You know, not just like oh here you go buy, like mm-hmm. only you know talk to them. Yeah. About, you know, and then that's where like I kind of just took advantage of hey like, you mind following you know if you don't mind like click it. No. Yeah, share it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how I got known. And then every time I walk in there. They just be like, oh, Chalupa, and they just scream, Chalupa, you yeah. know, like they scream it. And even before they got strict with the IDs, like me, I could walk in there and I don't even have to make line, you know, mm-hmm. so that's like a better thing. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this one time where I came with a group of people and I just gave, I just gave the people the nod like, oh, they're with me. <laughs> Good. And he was like, big old guy. <laughs> got you, and he just walks in and like the people that I brought into the bar, they're like, it's that easy? Like, you got it like that? And I was like, I'm mean, or whatever, you know? But they're like, no, 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 like, bro, like, damn, you got it like that, you know? Like, uh-huh. It's like, it's just, I guess, you know, over time, you know, people get to know you and your work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. like, they respect that. Yeah. You know, they respect more the, 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 the hungriness you kind of have, you know, towards it. And that's really what it is, you know, and I feel like that's really what's paying off, like, just the, the time that I put. Yeah. You know, we're just giving anyone else that's kind of helping the idea that oh we're still producing this like we're not going to stop and we can't and there's been times where like i'm like i'm done i can't do this no yeah more. do you take rests because I like I I, don't. you have a job i don't i mean i don't know if it's super true, but like you skate and you have a family and you organize all this stuff and, so like and then bowser he's like we need stair tricks <laughs> i'm like oh he's like you gotta get when he stares when he, like because we have enough <laughs> clips for a, a video yeah but Dude, that'd be so badass if you, like, um, what is it called? Stream? Like, you show the video at one of the events. Oh, yeah. That'd be so awesome. Because I have a video part that we filmed, uh, and but I have one in the makings. Yeah. And, I, and I, I just have lines, you know? But it's cool. Yeah. But, and I and I, I like how he's, like, still trying to push me. Like, we need, we need stairs. That we, and I'm in my head, like, bro, you don't know how my ankles are? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know, you know how my mind feels, how I hear stairs, and I'm like... Yeah. Like, what? What? You know, what is it? Yeah. You know? And I remember I used to jump off them all the time. I mean, I've seen him jump off. Like, it's fun, man. But it's just, yeah, when te lastimas, it's like, you're like, I you look at a force there. Like, you're on top of the Sears Tower, like, <laughs> whoa. You know? Like, yeah. Danger, you know? Yeah. But he'd be telling me that. And that's something that I still try to push myself, like, man, do it. I mean, there's kind of one reason why I'm even doing this brand, so I can still try to produce my skateboarding yeah. love and mm-hmm. try to, like, get back in my zone. You know? Right. I, I know I can jump upstairs, but it's difficult. More when you're, like, I, I feel like I already have, like, gave myself the idea like I can't, but I, I want to, you know. I'm working on a video. So, like, apart from this, so I go skate, trying to, like, bust my butt, trying to get these clips, try to, like, like, just everything, and then... There'll be times where we're done filming, he goes home, and I'm home, and if I have, like, shirts available, and I have certain things that I can be printing on them, I turn on the machine, I'm three to four hours in. Mm-hmm. Producing, like producing, producing, yeah. Making a, a label, making a flyer, making this, making that, make, like, I just feel like I can't rest because, like, I feel like that time that I do rest, which I, I should, you know, at times, and when I do, I don't rest as I think I should, like a normal person, you know, like, What is... For you, what is resting? Sometimes it's weird because I would assume that even resting is just doing what I like. I don't know, it's weird, but okay. obviously resting would be sleep, you know? 
Pero se me va la onda, like, I'll be looking at the time, like, um, I'll just do this for a little bit. And then, next time I know it's already, like, the sun is out. I'm like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Go back down. I'm like, I need to go to sleep. Yeah. And, and there'll be times where I'm, like, catch myself doing an all-nighter for no reason. Like, for, for a reason, from what so, it is now. in a way, like, your creative projects mm-hmm. are the ways in which you rest or, like, you allow yourself to kind of rest outside of like your job and like skating. Yeah, and because there's times where I, 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 I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And I think of an idea, I'm like, nope, I messed up. Oh, I know Get what you to mean. it, get to it, you better. Make it Late happen. night thoughts, take notes. Yeah, yeah, that's me too. And I want to get into writing more. Because uh, when I was younger, like I've always been into a creating. I used to write like stories. Mm. Like I had a whole yeah, Pokemon story. Stories, yeah, like my brother was like, bro, like you're a creative person. Mm-hmm. And he's man, I was, I had um just a sheets of paper, uh, and I worked. I, it was a Cookie Monster story. Yeah, and it was like, like man, I had I was already at a point where I was making chapters. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I had that. I had even made my little book with the teacher because um, when I was younger in school, one thing that my mom would also do is like she would be like, hey, like my my son. I like need special help, not like crazy special help, but like just give them a little more like boost them, mm-hmm. you know, like help them. I was like, they were like, like, I'll see a teacher, like a counselor, and I'm like, oh, like, why don't you get out of this class? And she'll take me away, we'll go to like a studio, and she'll be like, yeah, just go do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay. And then there's a time where we're working on a book. And I even mm-hmm. got to read that book in, in class. Yeah. You know, and the book was called. I think it was called Dill Leaves Earth and it was about a dog that and the, it's crazy that like at a young age you, you think like this the book was literally about a dog that finds a spaceship of aliens he go he like oh I like this Good shit dog. he goes into the spaceship mm-hmm. and he's just looking around he sees the aliens the aliens go back into the ship and they take off and they, they leave with the dog? And then he gets back and he, he goes in, he's in Mars. And then he goes into Mars. And I don't know, I think they, he digs uh-huh. to find a bone. Uh-huh. But I think he then finds gold. So, I mean, I'm assuming he gets friendly with the, uh, maybe if it was a deeper story, he gets friendly with the aliens. Then he takes that gold and takes it back to Earth to the poor people. And he gives all that gold to the poor people when he comes back to Earth. That and that's kind of just like the, the way, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I don't know, I still have that book somewhere. It was just like uh, papel mm-hmm. over hardcover, yeah. a black paper. And then we, we uh, I don't know, is that plastic paper? Like, uh, plastic, yeah. But they were like, you know when they make posters for class, they like put it, they put plastic. Uh-huh, over, like wrapping paper? Yeah, wrapping paper. So we wrapped every like uh, sheet. Yeah. Oh, every oh those ones, yeah. And then yeah, we put the class. staples, uh-huh. like the holes, and then yeah. we, we tied it up with strings, and it was just like. This. Oh, I know. Yes, I'm like envisioning it already. Yeah. So I hope, like, now that I'm, I'm reminding myself, like, it's just the way I think. Like, now I have to go home and find it. You know, like I have to because I actually want to publish that. Yeah. No, I, I think that to. would be really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that even like how you're thinking, like how disciplined you are and like the way that you tell stories now, like you could further develop that story. Mm-hmm. And like people will read it, you know, people want to mm-hmm. know like the 
things that you have in your head, you know, creatively. Wow, this is great. Like, I want to buy that book now. Pre-order that book coming in 2023. So, um, I have three last questions. Mm -hmm. And try to answer these in like one word or like a sentence. That's kind of like the last, I usually ask people like three last questions. Um, what, number one, what comes to mind when you think of the word community? Community. For you, what does that mean for you and like thinking about the project that you have now? Or like maybe just the way anybody would kind of describe it, but honestly, I don't ever think like I've ever even been part of my community because I've always been diverse to like going here, going here, going yeah. here. So even when I think about community, I would just give you that, that word of oh, it's like unity, you know, like those juntos, you know, but like, I don't even think like when I had to come to community, like, I never really made myself a part of it, you know, I just always been like... Like that you've inserted yourself Yeah, like community. Yeah, like community here, so, but I would just say like, it's like a group of people just working together. Yeah, which is what you're doing, I feel like you're a community builder. You yeah. establish communities through your Chalupa pro mm -hmm. project, yeah. Um, what inspires you? And you could you could go on. Yeah, could another hour. <laughs> another, another hour. Then getting lost, talking about something else. But what inspires me is uh, just creativity, you know, trying to create and the fact that there's even been times where I've created stuff and they did, they've been deleted. Like now I've had to reproduce that again. And just trying to like put everything out there, you know, as much as I can. And kind of like, you know, paste my uh, creativity on something or how so, you know. But that's really what inspires me, just creativity and creating. Yeah. And being creative, because also yeah. like when it comes to skateboarding, like you're creative, you know. You, you yeah. have your own way of skating, you know. Mm -hmm. The way you express yourself. And what keeps you motivated? Either like in life, in skating, yeah, like what just like doing? everything my mom has done for us, you know. Yeah. I feel like I have no way of like look back and just sit on my ass, you know. Like that's what really motivates me that like she's like got to a point where like even when I was in high school, she was out there, you know, in downtown looking for like immigration or help sources, you know, to like give us like that uh, benefit of getting uh, like the like becoming. Pre uh, Permanent residents, mm -hmm. and like she managed to do that to a point where, like, now, like, I think at this year we're gonna finally become citizens, you know. So, like, from immigrants to like have that happen is like it's like magic, yeah, it's amazing, you know. So, and it was, I'm talking about like, yeah, like eight years later, mm -hmm. like, it's people that just kind of go through that process. But we found a good, like, lawyer and a really nice person. Um, I don't know, I don't remember what was her name. Oh, yeah, she managed to do that. And for that reason, I just feel motivated. You know? Yeah. I feel like she's done enough for me to, like, not sit on my ass uh -huh. and, like, not do something for myself. That way, like, maybe not, like, just me also having a daughter, which I don't really mention. I want to get to... No, it's all good. I'm not, like I said, I'm not ashamed of anything. Yeah. I can, you know, be straight up forward about what I do and what I have. But just her, her, her individually, like, that also pushed me, you know, mm -hmm. like the moment I had my daughter 
and just like flip the tortilla, like it's just like all right, move over like this and that, like yeah, like you gotta do everything ten times more. No longer about you, yeah. Yeah, and even if, if sometimes I do feel like I'm, I'm like focus a lot about myself, but it's for the reason that I want to produce what I'm doing now. That way, like I get to a point, like as how somebody said, like I wanna get to the point, like I love doing what I'm doing, right? But I wanna get to the point where I'm not doing it anymore. Like that's how I feel, mm. you know, where I can just rest or I can just chill and like who knows right now I could just be at a point where I am struggling, you know, and this is what I need to do to survive, you know, like I might not have it easy, you know, if I do, I just take advantage of that, like everything I have with me, the help, the support, family, people like you, you know, inviting me, making me feel important, that's what motivates me that like people still kind of recognize me for just what I've done, you know, from that little kid that like Went from being amazed of just a skateboard, like from now, like making a difference, like mm -hmm. choosing to not just do tricks, but like build something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so important to have because I think that build like brings people together, and like you should feel proud of yourself because sometimes I think we're really hard on ourselves. Oh, we don't see yeah. everything that we've done, and that's one of the reasons why I'm going on a tangent, but like why I wanted to have this podcast because I wanted to give people the space to talk about themselves and I think yeah. through skating very rarely do you get that opportunity because like you're focused on your tricks and like I, I do this so. you know but I'm like it's like through hanging out with people it's like bits and pieces you get to know people mm -hmm. but when you give someone the space to just talk that makes you feel or like recognize like how long like what how like the the journey has been mm -hmm. and appreciate like where you are at the present moment because I feel like it's really also good when people talk, you know? Yeah. Because people have a lot to say. And mm -hmm. It's good when, like, you just let it all out. And sometimes you like, just glad, like... I know I understand there's certain people that, like, don't like having their business out there. Like, I, I would assume this is, this could be something, like, that's, like, just personal. But, I mean, I'm okay with just expressing and sharing, you know? Because it's also, like, something that people can look at this video and be like, Oh, okay, then I'm doing good, you know? Like... I'm doing kind of what he's doing, like, yeah. I think I was, you know, and like you said, people are hard on themselves, and I feel like that's, like, the thing about, like, growing up as a Hispanic, like, mm -hmm. we were given these expectations of, like, man, you gotta get at this point where, you know, you just have to do this, that, yeah. my, my parent, my, my mom never really gave me that pressure, but in a way, that pressure's still there, you know, because yeah. you see how you live, the lifestyle, and, like, how you wish you could just, you know, somehow make a million dollars. I'm like, here, mom, like, for whatever you've done, I just chill. Yeah. But you do, we do also kind of focus on ourselves and, you know, help ourselves before we help others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last question. What, aside from skateboarding, I ask this for everybody, <laughs> what makes you truly happy in life? No, no, that's a crazy That's like, a crazy question. It's just because... Who knows, man? Just being alive, honestly. Yeah, taking it day by day. Being alive and being able to still connect and be around people that like, are amazing. And just keep doing what I love, you know? Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's what really makes me happy. Like, the camera's probably like, you know, but I'm is fine. But I'm happy, you know? Like, there's hard times, you know, where you feel like you're not happy. And it and it there's been times where like I felt like I don't I don't know if it would be depressed or things like that, but like we all have those times where like we don't really know what we're feeling, you know. And 
like there's times where we we would need therapy or things like that to kind of help ourselves things because like who's really there for you you know it's just yourself you look at yourself in the mirror and you're just like am i good enough man you know we grow with these also insecurities we grow with certain things where like we gotta kind of like mold ourselves into understanding like who am i mm -hmm. based off like who you're around mm -hmm. like sometimes you like are in a group of people and that's why we also change the way we are because we're like okay i want to fit in right and i feel like um i used to try to do that but yeah like yeah i'm gonna do me yeah and that's where i started feeling more attraction towards like what i do like not right. who i am but just like people being interested in what i do you yeah know? and that's just what it is you know I think also like believing in yourself. Like I remember when I was getting a V2 and you told me like you just need to tell yourself that you can do it and yeah. like, imagine yourself doing it and you're going to do it. Because at the end of the day, you're, 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 like, you, you obviously speak to yourself yeah. and you're closer to tell yourself, I can't. Yeah. It's like, why negative? And not that like, oh, you shouldn't be negative, always be positive, yeah, you know, but like, no, I mean, honestly, it's like there's two both sides of everything, yeah. you know? Sometimes you. I like I I'd be so honestly like people see me happy, but in that smile I'm sometimes just so hard on myself you know I'm so negative I'm so this like there's times where I could like be that like asshole but I choose not to because I don't want to like throw that hate or yeah. bad bad to somebody right. like, I'm just like if anything I'm gonna treat them the way I want to be treated and that's why I feel like I've gotten or gained that respect towards people because it's like wow this person is literally not trying to be an asshole. Yeah. Not, choose to be nice because oh I'm a nice person like no it's just I got my like life going on too but what else do we got like we have a life to live and like what else can we ask for like it's just be nice to everybody you know mm -hmm. that's all people need to be like be more genuine considering because you never know what people are going through you yeah. can tell somebody like one little thing and you could ruin their whole thing yeah you know you just gotta accept everybody. Do you have any uh, consejos for the Southside skaters, Chicago area? Mm. Consejos for them, it would probably just be like, focus on yourself, you know, focus on yourself, um, do what you like, if you're into art, if you like to dance, express yourself, you know, s stretching and expand and all that types, so you can really uh, reach out to those opportunities because that's the only way you're kind of going to reach out to those opportunities like with just going out there, you mm -hmm. know, and that's about it. Just focus on yourself and uh, accept yourself. Yeah, yeah, accept yourself. Believe We're all unique, you know. Yeah. We're all unique in many ways. Alright, any last shout-outs? There's so many. You know, Price Skate Shop, Prosper, First Gear, uh, Classic Skate Shop, Marina Nevada, Vegas Little City, everybody and yourself uh, Planeta, Patineta and everybody that just kind of like looked into my eyes and just felt like I'm gonna help this guy out you know I shout out everybody you know and there's so many names from what I've called out like it's just you know the first thoughts but I'm not forgetting those other people like, anybody that just put an effort into like what I'm doing and if it was just to like give me a shirt or any little thing like, I appreciate it shout out to them you know and keep doing what you're doing and it made a difference, you know. They made a difference to me. Yeah. So and that's one of the reasons why I'm motivated because I don't forget anything that anybody has done for me. Yeah. And if there's times where like say, well, I own that like I like don't think of that person but I have it in my heart and that's really what holds more, you know, mm -hmm. than my mind.
online because I mean, so everywhere like <laughs> making shorts, making this, this and that, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, you know. All right. Thanks for coming out. Really appreciate it. I probably got told by now. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say it. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming out. Really mm -hmm. appreciate it. Oh, yeah.